Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. M4G Radio. This is episode 673 for October 25th, 2021. As many years as we've been doing this, and this is technically our spooky episode, because next week we'll record on Halloween, but uh, it'll go live on November 1st. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. We do have a spooky email, so that's good. Uh, On the show this week, we have the Wombat. (laughs) <laughs> and we got oh. Anthony. Yeah, I'm here too. <laughs> That's not spooky. Yeah, well. To be fair, bad. being here is kind of spooky. That's true. That's very true. Oh, alright. I guess we can just hop right into the video games. Um, Anthony, do you want to go first? Because Drew, Drew's I, not I here, because we got to send him yeah. a special spooky birthday. It is his birthday today. It's his birthmas. Happy birthmas, Drew. Happy born day. You were born this day like that. 600 years ago. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> He's younger than both of us. <laughs> I know he is. <laughs> Speaking of younger than everybody, Anthony, you want to talk about video games? Yeah, sure. Um... So I'll start with I'll I'll talk about them in the order I played them I guess. Uh, so Eternal Cylinder, uh, I wrote my review for that. Ace Team I think really outdid themselves with this game. Um, it really leans into what Ace Team is good at, which is some really messed up visuals. Um, but I think it's just more interesting that it's a survival game that doesn't let you hunker down in one spot because a lot of survival games you the idea is that you automate everything the further you go along right like you essentially make all these small tasks that are difficult in the beginning you make those easier for you as time goes on well because this giant cylinder crushes everything in its path and you need to keep moving forward, which activates the cylinder rolling again, because it does stop temporarily. Um, and usually it's not timed. Sometimes it feels like it is. Um, but uh, because of that, you're constantly kind of fighting against the elements, as these little aliens called tribums. Um They've got two legs, and they'll all snout, and they're the... The only thing that's remotely cute looking in this gigantic world of like nightmare fuel. Um, 
because the creatures are really alien, as is the landscape. Uh, but then you see the servants of the cylinder, and um, they're some of my favorite enemy designs, but they're also some of the most messed up uh, enemy designs I've ever seen. I mean, that's an ace team. Thing. Yeah, I know. That's what I mean. Like, it, it really feeds into the best part of that company. Um, because, it, you know, if you've ever seen Xenoclash, a game I have not played, but I've seen. Oh, wow. You've of. never you've never played either of the Xenoclashes? No, I saw the graphics and I went, I don't know I'm into this. And, of course, I'm like, now I'm like, okay, you, you would definitely be into the Whatever the fuck's going on in that game. Xenoclash um, is one of the most interesting games, not not just visually, but like the mechanics of that game are super interesting. It's a first-person fighting game, basically. Yeah, and it's a lot deeper than you think it is. And there's a new one on the way, which is third-person, just called some uh, Clash, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I saw it's the got a subtitle. Third-person. Yeah, game. I linked you, you it sent to me you. that. Yeah, but the Eternal Cylinder, man, I. At first, I thought it was just going to be, like, a very basic concept, but then it starts pouring the lore into it, and it's like, you're running into these old Trebums that are, like, unable to move now, and they're just kind of accepting their fate that they couldn't stop the cylinder, and, I mean, the cylinder cylinder destroys everything, so you're moving forward and leaving these old aliens of the same species behind and so you know they're dead and you can watch uh if you get far enough ahead you can watch the cylinder run things down and like brush them under the path like this the amount of scale in this game i'm playing on an original xbox and uh i did notice some, some slowdown but i also was leaving it on um like suspend it doesn't close the game. So when I, like, I just would turn off the console. So when I closed the game and started it up, that issue was gone. So I didn't even bring it up because I'm like, this is clearly my fault. I, I've noticed that with some suspense stuff that uh, it, it just, eventually you run out of, like, um, resources. Yeah, it's probably cached too much in the memory. Yeah, so, but the amount of scale. So the, the cylinder is wider than you can see, and the world, you know, follows it, because the idea is the cylinder is as big or bigger than the world. Um, But then, just some of the other alien species that are there, um, and and some of the, uh, like, you activate these monuments to stop the cylinder temporarily, and uh, everything's just big, and the tray bombs, I know I keep calling them that, but I don't have another word for them, that's what they're called. Let's call um, them are very small. I'm not calling them tribbles. It's something completely different. <laughs> um, they they're very small and kind of fodder for the world. Um, and then there's one servant. Um, they call him the mathematician, which is one of my favorite enemy designs ever. Um, he's gigantic, like legitimately huge. It it's it's Shadow of the Colossus differences, you know, and that's not something I see a lot in video games. Um, and it, yeah, I just, it was, 
it was an experience because I, I'm like not a huge survival game fan. I like them, but um, they're not like the thing I gravitate to. But the constant moving forward and having to figure out actual puzzles uh, and having to f- uh, make sure that like party because you, you start to build up like a party of these little alien critters. And um, the thing that makes them special is that they can sort of adapt on the fly by what they eat. And so you start building a party up and you're giving each of them different powers because it doesn't make sense to give them all the same power. Um, And so like, I have one that's constantly um, processing minerals into the currency that you can use to level up. And another one can um, breathe fire. And the one I use when I'm running to the next um, monolith to stop the cylinder. Because as soon as you start the cylinder rolling, you don't want to be caught underneath it. And it's like a a run for the next one. Um, the tray bombs can roll, which is basically their run. And um, so... <laughs> So I'd have one that had like four legs because that's an adaptation you can get because having four legs somehow makes you faster. I'm not going to question it. Um, and and it's just, it's fascinating because there's some platforming ele- uh, elements to this game, which could be a little tighter, but um, they're not terrible, um, especially when it's not the main focus. And I just, I, ca- I can't believe how much work was made put into this uh, they call it an open world, and I don't necessarily want to use that language because, yes, it's a lot of open space, and you know there is some random uh, randomness to when the cylinder will actually stop. Um, but you you have these little areas to explore, and um, you want to kind of do certain things in those areas. Uh, before you start the cylinder up again, because you get, there's like a little barrier. And when you cross that barrier, that's when the cylinder starts again, you can visibly see it. Um, and it's not really open world then like, yes, then between the safe areas, there's big open spaces. Um, and you'll miss stuff in there because you can't stop to experiment, you know, uh, with the environment. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this game. And, like, the story that's ha- happening is very weird, but not nonsensical. Um, and just all the aliens, and as you get closer and closer to the end, like, things get weirder and weirder. Um, and I know I've missed stuff. Uh, eventually, you have to uh, permanently activate upgrades, because all the servants of the cylinder have these yellow lights that remove all the uh, changes you've made to your characters, which makes things very difficult. Um, But if you've permanently activated them, the yellow light doesn't do anything. And it's just, it's something kind of special that I don't see a lot, like a game that really set out and had uh, clear goals for itself and, met them um because there was definitely a way that this could have fallen apart with all the elements that it has um 
but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I th- I thought it was uh, fantastic. Um, then I played Incited, which I mentioned that I had bought. Uh, man, the combat in that game feels really good. Um, I'm not super far into it, but uh, I just love the graphics and the combat. It's it's great. It reminds me of um, uh, the graphics. Kind of remind me of uh, the first time you leave in A Link to the Past when the rain is happening. Um, it's not identical. It doesn't look like that, but it, it reminds me of that because it's just like, oh, there's an attention to detail here. What is uh, this something game? special? You said it was um, incited? Un- uncited. It's uncited. on uh, Game Pass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the, like, um, isometric pixel RPG. Yeah, it's um, an action RPG that... Uh, they say it's inspired by Dark Souls. I- I'm going to assume it's because the-, the combat's a little bit more deliberate. You can't just keep swinging your sword or the character gets tired. But it's... I don't know. It's pretty gracious on the amount of stamina you have, and you can increase that too with like chips that you put on your character, which reminds me of Battle Network, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, and it's apparently on a time limit, like to reach certain characters. But um, we'll see how that plays out for me the first time through. Um, if I really hate it, I can go into the explorer mode, which is the same story, but. Um, doesn't have a time limit. Also, you can but, make harder games accessible. Oh. Huh. Yeah. The internet would lead me to believe that was not possible. And this is an indie team of like I want to say like four people all together, but it's two actual women per um programming it and I think they had like somebody do the music and a little bit of art. But I can't I can't recall. It it's small. Like I know that it's two two people mainly. So Studio yeah, is um, called Studio Pixel Punk. Thank you. Um and uh then I played some Far Cry five while I waited for a game to download because shooting things is fun and I just kinda needed something that was not uh turn my turn my brain off. Um and you know whatever. I was like, yeah, I have Far Cry 5. I bought it for a completely different reason, which was just to play the uh, fan-made GoldenEye levels. Oh, I forgot. So that first game I talked about was Eternal Cylinder. Then it was Unsighted. Unsighted is a definite recommend. Eternal Cylinder is a look at it, and if you don't think it's going to be your jam, don't play it. Um, You really kind of, I almost feel like you kind of know what Ace Team is before you go into one of their games. And if you don't, I mean... Take a look at Eternal Cylinder. That's on the more uh, tame end of things. Yeah, well, that and Abyss Odyssey was was, was well. Abyss than... Odyssey is it, Abyss Odyssey and um, Deadly Tower of Monsters are pretty tame. Like those are probably their most accessible stuff. And then it's um, Rock <laughs> of Ages is a little weird, but you know, still accessible. And then we start getting into their other stuff. Um, so yeah, I played some Far Cry 5 because I was waiting for Earth Atlantis to download. Um, Earth Atlantis was, uh, when we were, when Drew and I did the, um, Phoenix Down of, like, Hidden Gems, Dustin mentioned Earth Atlantis as, uh, Metroidvania, which I don't, 
I don't disagree with. Uh, it's 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 a weird game. It's its own its own thing. Um, it, um, but I don't know if Metroidvania is the best uh, way to describe it. But I don't know if there's another term to describe it. <laughs> so Earth Atlantis, if you look at it in still images and even in small like little video clips. It comes off like it's all 2D art, but it's actually a th- it's actually 3D, and it looks like an old map. Everything is like a sepia tone, and uh, the Earth is flooded, and the goal is to fight these gigantic robot sea creatures. You're in a little sub, and it plays like an old school shooter, except that you have act like you can just kind of go anywhere rather than being on a track. And you have a little radar that tells you where the next boss fight is. And then you make your way there. Um, But you don't really use any abilities to unlock new areas. Um, And the main... You have, like, a sub, and you can power up the attack that sub does, and then there's a um, sub weapon, which you can change out based on what pickup you have. So there's like a homing missile, um, there's a torpedo, there's one where it's electricity, so anything that kind of gets within a certain range gets zapped, but you have to have enough um, of the power-up, because so when you collect the power-ups constantly, like any other, you know, space shooter, um, it levels up another level. So electricity, if you want another arc of electricity you need to have so many power-ups of the same type um and then there's like a bomb that you can shoot that bounces places and this is only with the first sub i didn't actually finish my run i died um against like the fourth or fifth boss it starts off pretty easy and then you know the difficulty ramps up pretty quick but i i kind of like the fact that you're exploring around and like the backgrounds are so well done because at first i was like okay so it's just this big sort of like open world under the water and then i'm and it's not a spoiler because it's in the screenshots they actually give out um i'm going around and there's uh the statue of liberty underwater in the background and and like looking at these 3d models move it's really neat you don't actually get to um when you're controlling your sub you actually have to hit a button to turn around not just point the other way so you can actually move backwards while shooting forwards and everything it's a really neat game and like i don't know if it's like i'm looking at the steam page while i talk about it i don't think it's 18 dollars worth of cool um but it was on sale on psn i think i paid four bucks because i'm canadian for it um but uh yeah it's definitely worth that price like you know five bucks or under it's it's pretty fun and that's earth atlantis and that's it for me um, I wanted to play more this week, but uh, it just didn't happen. All right. Well, then I will move on to the Wombat. I didn't play anything. <laughs> uh, that was... I didn't play anything. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I really genuinely... The only thing I played is Yakuza 0, and I didn't even really play that much of it. So, um, a good... 28, 29 hours in to it, uh, chapter 11 of 17, and I'm just trying to get through it, because I've started it, and I want to finish it. 
So how do you feel so, like like as much as you've played, would you want to jump right into the next one or are you going to need a break? Absolutely not. I'm going to need a break. <laughs> I um I I'm really digging it. Uh and I'll say 15 hours ago, I thought, man, I can't wait to play the next one after this. Um, but now at almost 30 hours in, uh, I'm good. So I, I'll finish this one off probably another 10 hours from now. And uh, then I'll put it away for a while and uh, play some of the stuff that I haven't played since I started playing this. So I, w- I was going through, and I think I've only played three games that came out this year. <laughs> so um, I got some work to do before game of the year. I was gonna say, yeah, you you, you got to at least play ten so you can make a list. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> Drew, think that's Drew, Drew will say otherwise. I know, I know. Drew always has stuff that he just played that was old on his list. Uh, that's my entire life. So I do at least want to play Psychonauts um, before the end of the year. Um, so that's next on my list after I finish this off. That's that's a good palate cleanser. That game is. Yeah. Just fun from the from the minute you boot it up to the to the time you finish it. It's a great game. Yeah, and then I've got the two um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLCs that I need to finish too. Oh yeah, uh, isn't there a third I, one on the way too? Uh, maybe I don't know. Probably. Seems but. yeah. Seems we're due for another Assassin's Creed DLC. I think they do three every time, two or three. Usually, yeah, usually. So. Yeah. Anyhow, that's um, that's really it. Uh, I haven't I haven't played anything. Else. I really just haven't had the time to play anything else. I've been pretty busy. So, um, you know, this this time during the podcast is really about the only time I get to play anything anymore. So, <laughs> well, we're glad to oblige. You, you can catch up yeah. on games for next week. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, just a quick interruption before you go into yours, Ken. Uh, Earth Atlantis is on sale on Switch for like. Canadian two sixty two, so I'm sure American. It's like two dollars. American, fuck you. All right, um, I'll run through the indie games real quick because I do have a couple big games to talk about this week. Uh, Retro Highway. Uh, so when I saw the video of this game, I got excited. It looks like. Uh, an old school NES, like a Rad Racer or something like that. Uh, but this is a straight up mobile game where you're constantly driving. You're on a motorcycle. It's 2D. You're on a motorcycle, um, and it's it's constantly going. And the objective is you kind of weave in and out of traffic, collect coins, do stunts, jump over stuff, and it's all run based, kind of like a like an outrun. Like how far can you get on this biome? How many coins can you collect before you crash? And every time you crash, you use the coins to continue, and it gets more and more expensive every time you crash. It's one of those games I played once, and I think I was good. Like, I didn't really want to play it anymore. Um, the next game is Ghoul Boy. And as I was you know, going through these games, I was like, I have to go back and remember what Ghoul Boy is, because I've played a lot of side-scrolling. It's a side-scrolling action game. Um... Similar to like a Ghosts and Goblins, it even has kind of like the the same kind of music that's playing while you're playing. Uh, it's it's got good, it it feels good to play. It's got a good look to it. Um, but again, like everything else, it gets lost in a sea of a billion other games that are exactly like it. Um, 
it's also very challenging, like Ghosts and Goblins. Not two hits and you're dead, Ghosts and Goblins difficult, but it's not much beyond that. So, it's interesting. Uh, another mo- There's a lot of mobile games making their way out of consoles now. Zombo Buster Rising, which, Anthony, I think we might have a new Rataleka, or at least a, a, a Rataleka parallel. Because I feel like I play a game from this company every week as well. It's a publisher called Chili Dog Interactive. I've never heard of that. I feel like I play one of their games every week. Um, and it's like it's like Rattalaka. They're publishing a lot of really small independent games. And the, this one I played this week was Zombo Buster Rising. <clears throat> it is a tower defense, kind of like a PVZ, where you're on like um like an overpass, and there are zombies moving towards your uh your entrance way, and then you've got to shoot them. The mechanic is is like you move the cursor around on the screen with the left stick, and then you press the button to shoot. And obviously, the button presses are timed. Uh, in between, you can buy upgrades in between levels, so you can you know shoot faster, have turrets, that kind of stuff. Okay, so I've I I decided to look up um this company. It looks like they actually do the porting work for okay. a lot of this stuff, and then get to publish it because they're the porter. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like um, I, I boot a game up from them at least once a week. Yeah, like they, I the only game I like actually know that they've published and they didn't publish it on PC is Do Not Feed the Monkeys. They published that on Xbox, but it looks like everything else that they did for the most part is um, a port and then a publish to consoles. Yep, <clears throat> they've got a great logo by the way. If you ever play one of their games when it boots up, it's a great logo. Is it the little demon? Chili dog the the two sided demon chili dog. It's like the music that in the animation that plays is is really good. It's a lot better than the stupid rattle a dog. I hate the rattle a dog. So dumb. Uh, the next game I played is Tony and Clyde, which is a game that feels like it wants to be Hotline Miami and is just not that. Like a top down isometric shooter. We are going through different levels. Um. I, I really wasn't feeling it. It's got some different mechanics from stuff like Hotline Miami. Uh, and it's more of a twin-stick shooter. Uh, it does have some stealth where you can sneak up on people and kill them. There's just, there's just something about the way it controls and the camera angle work. Like, the camera gets behind things a lot um, to where you can't see your character even though there's an outline. It's not as defined as it should be. And I did like the, like, 70s vibe of it. But, like, when you're playing the game, you get this very much a sense of, like, here's a bunch of default Unity assets that we use to make this game. And I don't know, it just didn't feel good. It's it's always disappointing because it's, like, clearly we didn't use the assets the way they're supposed to be used. Yeah. Because I listened to... This was long, long ago. Um... But before Firewatch, or like just as Firewatch came out, uh, they they were honest with the fact that like they weren't going to make everything that they were going to buy things that were already made. So they, I believe, some of the birds in Firewatch were like bought, but they hide that through like how they you know like if it's just going to be a silhouette, they hide that. By making the silhouette. So yeah, they don't blend in technically, but you can't tell as a player. It's like when I see like janky combinations, I'm like, why? Just hide this like by using filters and stuff. Do something. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely kind of felt that with this game. Oh, I actually see the new Xbox website. I have not seen that yet. Looks like the app. Uh, the next game uh, I played was the one I was most excited to play. And I know we talked about this game last week. It's the Bats Bloodsucker Anti-Terror Squad. Um, I gotta say I was a little disappointed when I started playing it. It, it, it looks cool, and I like that you're playing as... Di- so the, the objective of the game is like you're going through each level as a different uh, member of the Bloodsucker Anti-Terror Squad. And... Like, the first level is you're a vampire, uh, and you can obviously, you know, like, teleport through people, you can attack them from behind, um, and then, of course, you can, you know, pick up blood, that's kind of like your your meter that fills up. There's something about the way the game controls, it just feels stiff. It doesn't feel good to play as much as I would have liked to play it. I was hoping it was more of, like, a straight-ahead just kind of like 2D platformer action game. And it feels more like there's there's a lot of mechanics that it's trying to do that just don't feel great. So I was a little disappointed in that one. Uh, another company that I play a game from, I feel like, every week is East Asia Soft, and their game this week on Xbox was Crazy Gravity. It's a pretty standard level-by-level um, platformer where when you jump into the gravity well it change it flips the gravity it also flips your controls so like back goes forward forward goes back that kind of deal so it's just a matter of getting through the level collecting the item and, and getting to the exit it's another one of those um Shippo is metroidvania uh it's actually really well done i'm not a big fan of the art style i i don't it feels very bland. It almost feels like it's it's like a budget store Ori. Like it feels like it wants to be that and it just but like the controls feel really good. I did like the mechanics that are in the game. It just I just couldn't get past the look. Uh Silver Chains is a first person horror game. You've played one of those, you played a billion of those, they are what they are. Uh Toy Soldiers HD, if you remember old Toy Soldiers, like I'd forgotten kind of what that game was until I bounced back into this one. Honestly, they call it Toy Soldiers HD, but it looks like I remember it. So maybe the old version is a lot more blurry, but this one is definitely not as crisp as you would hope it would be in 2021. Uh, but that game is still fun. It's it's an interesting mix of like tower defense versus RTS stuff. So it was it was fun to kind of go back in, you know, and and remember how neat that that idea was. It's it's weird to go into that game knowing that was like a Ubisoft jam, and like you see no Ubisoft here because obviously they didn't publish this one. But you know it's it's a cool game. I did play a little bit more of that Aeon Must Die, which is that um, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. That that game that has the really really cool art style, but had like the developer stole or what, was it? Yeah, developed? the developer the developer like. The developer basically stole the game from the people making it. Yeah. Um, and they are now making their own game that looks a lot like it. Because <laughs> they're the ones that made Aeon Must Die. So Aeon, so Aeon Must Die is a tale of two games. Visually, that is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Like the animation uh, reminds me of like old MTV late night animation really like overly animated kind of stuff. 
man, playing it is just not very fun. It's very stiff. Like, the combos don't feel good to do. Um, like, the timing on some of the parries. Just, like, it's not hard. It just doesn't feel right. So, I'm going to assume that is because I, th- I think it's, like, one person that was just kind of, like, siphoning off assets but i could have that wrong it's a mess like i i've now tried to read into this once when i heard it originally once when they announced it and now that the game is out i've also gone back i'm still not sure who took what because they named these i mean i'm just gonna call they named the players in the situation off but like i don't know who these people are so it means nothing to me you have to specify what position if you're going to use names is this a person that i'm supposed to root for from your point of view or is this someone that i'm supposed to dislike because it's like you're they've muddled their story and i'm not saying that their story is wrong i'm just saying it's confusing to anybody from the outside looking in i know they're taking it to the legal um but like i don't i don't know exactly who took what but i'm pretty sure that, like, Aeon Must Die ended up being, like, a v- if it's not one person, it is a small team that had all these assets from other people that were working on the game previously, and then the publisher owns the title or something like that. It- it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So I'm not surprised when you're like, oh, the game doesn't really live up. Well, it sounds like everybody that was making the game is not attached to the game anymore. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's disappointing because when you see it, like when you watch the video of a, that game being played, it's fucking gorgeous. Like it's some of the best in, and it's got really good like heavy metal soundtrack. It's like the presentation is really well done. It's got this interesting story, and then you play it, and it's just like, man, this thing just feels stiff and unresponsive, and just ah, it's disappointing. It's very disappointing to play. Uh, all right, getting into a little bit of the bigger games. Um, I checked out that Echo Generation that launched on Game Pass this week. Um, I know we've talked about this game a couple times. It's like a very voxel-style uh, RPG that's kind of got this real deep Stranger Things like inspiration. And I gotta say, that game is really good. It reminds me of. A very simple JRPG, almost with some Earthbound vibes, and it not necessarily in the combat, but more from like the soundtrack mixed with like the themes. Um, like if like if Netflix was smart, they would have licensed this as a Stranger Things RPG, and it would have killed, um, because this game is incredibly well done. Uh, the combat is all turn based. It were, <clears throat> excuse me. It reminds me of our Earthbound and the fact that like you'll collect these party members and you start out as this little kid, and then you recruit your sister, and then you recruit your cat who can talk to you, and then you recruit a dog, and like each one of the character has like its own style and classes, and you earn these skill points from comic books, and just like it's so simple but so effective that it just really works, and I love the art style of the game. I think it looks really cool. I love the enemy designs. The soundtrack is is just incredible. Um, there's so much I like about this game. I've made it up to... I think I've played about an hour, hour and a half. And I made it up to the first boss of the junkyard. And 
like there's just so much to like the presentation of this game that sells it. Like the combat, there's nothing fancy about it. Skill system's pretty straightforward. Um, it's one of those RPGs that that really like doesn't overdo it with like the XP numbers and the damage numbers. Like your characters start off with like five five hit points, and like enemies will do one, and you'll do three, and <clears throat> it has like the the active time combat. To where if you press a button at a specific time when you make your attack, it does uh, more damage. And on the flip side, on defense, you can tap a button to block attacks to take less damage. Um, it's on Game Pass, and if you're into like Stranger Things or, or simplified JRPGs, I definitely recommend checking it out. I think it's really cool, and I think I'm going to go back and play some more of it. Um... That was Echo Generation. Echo Generation, yeah, absolutely. That is that is a game that you should go check out. It's on Game Pass. Um, I did start the Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles, and if that doesn't mean anything to you, then you probably don't want to play this game. It's the next, like, anime fighting game with crazy story in it. Looks real good. Combat feels good, but I don't have no fucking clue what's going on. And from what I understand, if you've not watched the anime, this story makes no sense to you. But it looks really good. So there is that. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, I played a lot of my Switch this week. And I gotta send a shout out to the guys over at New Blood. They sent me the Switch version of Dusk. Now, I've never played Dusk, but Dusk is the game that I should be playing because I am a boomer shooter man. I love my boomer shooters. Uh, And Dusk is like... It feels like if that game would have came out during the highlight of like Hexen, Heretic, Doom, Quake, like it would have been talked about the way those games are talked about because it's so good. Like... There, there is something to be said about a developer that takes the time to make a game work on the Switch, and this game is flawless on the Switch. It runs at 60 frames a second, and it never drops a beat, man. I mean, it just it feels incredible to play. Um, and doing that on the Switch, I know we joke about it a lot, that is no small feat. Now, granted, Dusk is very much of that era, like they that was on purpose they did that on purpose like the enemies are very blocky and the levels are very much um kind of like little mazes that you got to go through to find the key open the door kill the enemy kind of deal um the weapons feel like exactly what they are kids that grew up playing doom and quake and stuff like that making their own weapons so like there's a dual pump shotgun there's like a hunting rifle that's like a one-hit kill. Uh, there's no reloading. So you're just constantly moving forward and shooting till you run out of ammo. Um, the double barrel shotgun feels amazing. There's like a grenade launcher that you can automatically like detonate by pulling the left trigger after you fire the bullet. Um, the enemies are all very much like... Like if you wanted to play a, a, like a Halloween-themed boomer shooter, like this is the game. A bunch of like cult leaders and scarecrows with shotguns and dudes with like masks and chainsaws. It's just it's like it's like if you took everything you love about those kind of games 
and put them into one game. That's what Dusk is, and it feels so good. Um, I think I've played it for like three hours, and I think I'm almost at the end of episode one. Because it straight off rips, you know, like the Doom stuff. E1, M1, E1, M2, that kind of deal. I think I'm on E1, M9 right now. And just... I'm just impressed at how good it runs on Switch. Like, there's a reason why this game took so long to come out. And they've been working on this forever. And people could say, when's Dust coming to Switch? Because it's been out on PC for like two years. But they really took the time to make sure that this game runs incredible on the Switch. And they nailed it. It's... 60 FPS, never drops a beat. Feels really good. So, I mean, I'm having a ton of fun with that. Uh, That's Dusk. Dusk. When you pre-order it, you get Dusk 82, which is like an Atari... down shooter. Yeah, it's like an Atari game, man. It's I played through like two levels of it. I was like, alright, this ain't for me, but I, I, I respect the hustle. Alright. You know who does the soundtrack to uh, Dusk? I do not. Andrew Hushult? He's the guy that ended up taking over when McGordon failed to uh, produce the soundtrack for Doom Eternal. He's the one that does did the uh, soundtrack for the two expansions. Nice. I mean, I can feel it in this game. Like It's got very much like that atmospheric tone and when the song kicks in, when you like get into a battle... It, it, it like really pumps you up also much respect to new blood this game starts off like you're loading up a dos prompt and then it runs through all like the loading of assets like a dos and even makes the sound of like the old hard drive like while it's doing it i can't recommend dusk enough like if you uh, have any love for boomer shooters like that that era you should play this game here's <laughs> Here's just because I, I like talking about this guy because it, it, he did like a Doom mod um, for like the soundtrack where he did it all like in metal. Then he did the music for the Rise of the Triad remake. Um, then he did music for Brutal Doom, Bombshell, Rad Rogers, Dusk, Quake Champions, Medieval, Wrath, Aeon of Ruin, Proteus, Nightmare Reaper. And then Doom Eternal. I want you to know that everything you just said right there, like, I love every one of those games. <laughs> like, he's the guy now. Yeah. So, I, I loved the original Rise of the Triad. Is the remake any good? Yeah, it's actually really yeah. good. Um, There's only one place to play it, though. It's only on PC. Yeah. Um, But I did play through, I think, like, two episodes of the Rise of the Triad remake, and it very much, it very much goes for... Like, cause if you remember, Rise of the Triad was like, like there was some wi- some like wacky gore in that game, and they definitely yeah. capture that. Yeah, it's it was a pretty goofy, uh, goofy shooter in that time frame. But I, I loved it. We played the shit out of that game. Still, tons of secrets. <laughs> you know what's yeah. hila- you know what's hilarious? So in Dusk on the Switch, they have like, um, like these palettes that you can use to like change the the like filter of the game. One of them is Triad Thirteen. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the, I... the 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 God mode in Rise of the Triad was the best because you'd have this like hand out in front of you. That you oh yeah, yeah. Hit people with, and then uh, uh, you would go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I I I absolutely adore. Like I I know I keep saying it, but like those boomer shooters, like I love that era of shooter, and like Dusk has taken me back to that. And uh, what was that game that came out? 
on consoles was Ion Fury. That kind of took me back to yep. the Duke Nukem days. Like I played Proteus recently, and goddamn, that's another one of those that is just man. I liked um. Oh god, I can't remember the name of it. There was one that it's like I know you don't like randomly generated stuff, but there was a uh, Shadow Warrior, of course. But I fucking cannot remember the name. Strafe. Oh yeah, Strafe. I remember right? Strafe. Yeah, Strafe is right. one. Yeah, like like those shooters. Like it's it's so funny to see people like our age that grew up playing those games now making those games. And also, so- it was Strafe. Well, that, you're not talking about you're not talking about strife. No, strife yeah. is strife is fantastic, but that's yeah. a classic. That yeah, this classic. strife is strife uh, is like a randomly generated quake. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I know. Uh, yeah, sorry, I misheard you. There's a couple. There's another one of those games that dropped this week. Um, but it's it's rogue and random generators uh, into the pit, which is by Humble, I think, and it's kind of like got that heretic hexen thing where like you're using your hands to cast spells and like. That yep. that style of shooter. Um, Dusk also definitely references Heretic because, like, when you run into these like cult leader guys, they always like, like, as soon as you walk in the room, they're like Heretic and like yelling at you and shit. Like, it's the game was so good. Huge shout out for that game, man! It's so much fun. All right, you ready for the big, big one? One more, one more recommendation: Nightmare okay. Reaper. Nightmare Reapers on one. PC. Um, that's the one I, I have, I, I've played it, it, it's randomly generated, sort of, um, (laughs) but it's, well, I mean, you can start to see, but, like, you, you go through, like, oh, this is this area first, and the level's going to be somewhat randomly generated, um, but you can only take a certain amount of weapons forward into the next level. Interesting. It's, it's really good. And, like, you... It's like in the dreams of this woman that's possibly in an insane asylum. I don't know because I, I died, <laughs> and I just haven't gone back to it. But it, it was really awesome. Like some of the weapons that you could get, because like I was like throwing knives. Were like I had a super, uh, super strong throwing knife, so I was using that because I could just keep picking them up. Oh, it's a fucking great game. Man, I love I love those kind of shooters. I could legitimately play those kind of shooters. All day, like I still go back and play Doom One, Doom Two. Um, I got the Dolby Vision update for the for my TV this week for Xbox, and I booted up Doom Three and played through like a half hour of that. Like those are 100% my comfort games. Those are the games that are on my hard drive. Like I've got Ion Fury, Duke 3D, Doom One, Two, and Three, um, Quake. Um, like they're always just on my hard drive, and I just play them. Like Doom 64 is another one. Just like... And when Dust comes to Xbox, which I saw Dave Oshry on Twitter, he said that was the next version they were porting, I will buy it again and I will play it again because, goddamn, I love those games. All right. Embargo is up as of the time this, this podcast goes live, but I've been playing Guardians of the Galaxy for the past two and a half weeks. Um, I rolled credits on it. I think it was Monday or Tuesday night and wrote my review yesterday afternoon. Um, Goddamn, that might be the best Marvel game in a long time. It's really fucking good. And it's, it's such a different game than I think people kind of think it is. 
and I, I don't even know where to start. I know I've been talking to you, Anthony, for the last like two weeks about how much like like every time I play this game, I'm like, God damn, this game is so good. And I think what makes it so good is the fact that whoever developed this game, Idos Montreal, like the team that built this game, really took the time to make all of the characters in the game really interesting. There's a t- there's like Mass Effect levels of dialogue. Um. And it it kind of so it is a single player action game with a hint of telltale in it that really kind of focuses on the story of these characters and it feels like a season of a TV show where you're going through like it's a 15 episode TV show series where each episode has them kind of doing a different thing um, having a different kind of like problem to solve all going towards the arc of the end of the game. And there are certainly things that I can't talk about, but for somebody who is a huge Marvel fan, there are so many cameos and hidden Easter eggs and dialogue things that happen in this game that are tied to like other pieces of Marvel lore that like even somebody like myself who is a very casual Marvel fan like some of them I noticed and some of them I was like, I bet Marvel fans are going to go crazy over this. And there's just something about this game. So to kind of break down what the combat is, it really is kind of like most recently Tales of Arise. And I know when I say that, you're probably like, how the hell is that even possible? So you play a Star-Lord and you have... um you have a melee attack, which is very limited, and then you have your guns, which you can shoot. Um, and the way the combat system works is it's kind of built on like a combo meter. So like as long as you're locked onto an enemy and you're attacking them, you're building up this combo meter. And the combo meter rewards you with XP once the fight is completed. Now, if it was just the melee combat and the shooting, it would be kind of a bland experience. But what this game does is it allows Star-Lord to also control the other people in the combat arena. So, for example, let's say you have Drax, you have Gamora. There are different combat encounters that are going to have different characters, but a lot of times you'll have all four of the people that you can kind of direct. In order to direct them, you like lock onto an enemy, you hold down the left bumper, the game kind of slows down a little bit, and then you pick a character. So, for example, you pick Rocket. And then at the beginning of the game, he has one attack that you can have him do. So once you pick him, you press another face button to have him do that attack. Now, the further you get into the game and you level up your XP and you get these skill points, you unlock new abilities, not only for Star-Lord, but also for the other characters. And then these can do different things. Some of them are crowd control. Some of them are locking enemies in place. Um, Groot has like healing abilities. So like he can heal the team. So the the objective is, is you you see these enemies, you're fighting them, well, what's the best way to handle them? Well, have Groot hold them in place while Rocket does like this AOE effect bomb. You know, and you can just kind of do a bunch of damage to the enemies. And I will say that by the end of the game, between controlling your character, four characters, and them each having four abilities, and there's also an ultimate ability for everybody. So like they have this super move that they can do. Controlling all of that can get kind of hectic towards the end. But literally, as I played through this game, I was, like, I had it in my head. 
Like I knew that holding left bumper, picking rocket and pressing B did this. And I knew that holding left bumper and pressing A to pick Groot would do this. It's it just kind of like meshed into my brain over time. Um, one of the biggest things that I did not like is how you perform Star-Lord's abilities. So even up to the end of the game, I was still like messing this up. But he has abilities too. But obviously they're not on the left bumper. Instead, you have to click in the left stick to bring up his abilities, which I did not like. Like that never clicked with me. Unintended. Um, to go back to kind of the telltale stuff, so this game has a ton of dialogue. You will have conversations in between each chapter. You go back to your ship, at least most of the time you do. And on the ship, you can do things like upgrade your perks. So, like, there's a perk system. You collect this stuff through the environment, and you use it to buy these perks. Where And they're all for Star-Lord. They can be anything from, like, you know, when you do a perfect dash you get like a slowdown motion so you can hit enemies or um, like you gain more or like you can star Lord has this visor. And when you click it on the stick, you can kind of see stuff in the environment and you can scan it. Well, there's a, there's a perk that allows you to see like the hidden currency. Um, so it's stuff like that. There's like 15 of those perks that you can buy throughout the game. I think when I finished the game, I'd had 14 out of 15. Um, there are also costumes that you can find through the environment. They're not done through DLC. So like you'll find these little purple loot boxes and you can pick up a costume for a character. They're all based on different comics, uh, series for Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's pretty cool. That's all within the game. That's the other thing to note is this is not Avengers. This is all a single player game. Um, go back to the Telltale stuff. There's a ton of dialogue and there are things that you can do in the game where you can make a choice. Star-Lord is constantly having dialogue choices that he can say. So, like, your squad is arguing with each other. You can side with Gamora on this, or you can side with Rocket, or you can inspire Drax, or this. And any time that there is a, like, important decision, it'll pop up at the top of the screen like, so-and-so was appreciative that you did this. And like in the Telltale games, this stuff comes back later on. So one of the examples I wrote about in my review is there's a character early on that you have an option to save from something. If I save that person from something later in the game, they came back and helped me in a battle. Whereas if I decided not to save them, I would have had to fight that battle. And I'm being very vague because I don't want to spoil anything because there's a lot of cool characters that are in this game that you talk to and do things for. And when you make these choices, they do come back later on in the game, which I thought was really cool. Um, the characters are also very, very well done. Like, I liked every character, whereas Avengers, uh, anybody who's played it, you called them, like, the, the, the cheap store version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Guardians of the Galaxy feels more defined. Like, these characters actually feel good. You know, Star-Lord is not Chris Pratt, but he is the character that he is in this game, and I like him. I like Gamora. I like every character in this game. Like they're they... not connected to the MCU, right? No, this is not game. at all. This is like its own thing. So I can play it even though I haven't watched any of the movies. Absolutely. Like this ties nothing into the MCU, but it does tie into Marvel. Okay, well that's like there okay. there are things that I knew who these people were, and there were times where I was like, I don't know who this person is. And that's because a lot of my Marvel knowledge comes from the MCU. But you definitely know that none of the stuff in this game is tied to those movies. Got it. So, 
And, and there's a ton. There's a fuck ton of stuff in this game. And it's just, it's so good. It is so good. I couldn't get over how good this game is. Now, like I said, the combat gets a little chaotic towards the end. And one of the things I ran into a lot is this game was very buggy when I was playing through it. So there would be times where an event needed to trigger in order to move forward, and it didn't. Now, granted, loading the last checkpoint, usually you only lose about 30 seconds. So, But I did have to do that more often than I would have liked. Um, there are times when HUD elements would get stuck on the screen. Now, I've been told all of this stuff is fixed in the patch, and since they released the day one patch, I think it's the day one patch is out now, um, like I went back and played it, and I did not see this stuff crop up. But I can't go back and replay all 15 hours, or however long it took me to beat it, to kind of see whenever it happened, because it, it, it just was kind of random when it did happen. So I hope a lot of that is fixed now. I did run into a lot of it. Obviously, this being on the new consoles... Like, the loading back into the game was no big deal. It does have a timer on the pause screen that tells you since your last save, which is awesome. Um, And you can also save anywhere. So you can just pause the menu, save it, and you're good to go. I feel like this game is easily going to be in my top ten this year. I really enjoyed it. Uh, This is coming from somebody who's not a huge Marvel fan. Like, I like Marvel, but it's not my thing. And I really feel like this is the best Marvel game to me, since God, I don't know if I really want to go back this far, but like that Wolverine game on Xbox 360. Like this is this is probably my favorite one since that one. And I, I liked Avengers. It was okay, but it had a ton of problems. Better than Spider-Man? Okay, sorry. I always forget about Spider-Man. No, it's not better than Spider-Man. Don't get crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, that game is phenomenal so if it's better than that that's high no 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 it's definitely not better than that for some reason i always like don't associate spider-man with the mcu and i think it's because of that licensing shit and i'm not into the mcu you know what i mean yeah i don't don't know what it is no spider-man is fucking the best marvel game in a long time but like this game is really good i can't recommend it enough i had a ball with it i played through it entirely and i couldn't stop thinking i couldn't stop wanting to play it the whole time i wasn't playing it like I really enjoyed it. So hopefully people get a chance to check it out. I think it's really good. And this is this is what I wanted the Avengers to be. Like this is the game that I wanted the Avengers to be instead of being a fucking Destiny clone, you know. Anyway. So yeah, that's the big one that I've been talking about like vaguely on Twitter. Like I can't wait to talk about this. Can't wait to talk about this. And it's cuz I'm just so shocked like when they announced this game, I was like, okay, whatever. And then, like, they showed the trailer, I was like, eh, okay. Oh, also, the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. It's so good. I mean, when you could put when you could put Iron Maiden, Rick Astley, and New Kids on the Block on your soundtrack, that's a pretty good soundtrack. And they, and they use it well. They use it well. All right. Let's move on. Oh, I also checked out Writers Republic, which is... You know what? That game is a Ubisoft open world game with bicycles and snowboards, and it's weird, and I kind of like it, and I look forward to playing it this week. What's out this week? Well, Iron Harvest, the complete edition. 
Uh, this is for Series X and PS5 games. We got Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which I just talked about. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse. Uh, Pumpkin Jack is getting a Series X upgrade this week. We've talked about that game a lot. Uh, Backbone, which is that uh, anthropomorphic like detective game. I've heard it's not good. Oh, well, it's making its way to consoles this week. So I've heard that the the best part of that game is the demo. Okay. And that the rest of the game falls apart um, and like does not follow what the demo presents. <laughs> okay. So that it sort of just turns into a walking sim or something like that. Yeah. Uh, here's here's the first review that I po- that popped up on Steam. Unfinished and unsatisfying. There you go. Ouch. Okay, well, maybe don't buy that this week. Uh, Bassmaster Fishing 2022. Uh, Black Widow Recharged. Fatal Frame Made in the Black Water. Uh, Riders Republic and Roki. I don't know what Roki is. Uh, PlayStation 5 is all the same stuff. And also Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yomi. I don't know what that is. And then Tales of Iron Crimson Night Edition. It's out on Friday. Let's pop over to PS4 and Xbox One. Ooh, a lot of shit here. Let's pull this up. I've never had to go into the next page. Usually all all of them on one page, unless I went to Switch. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Minecraft Dungeons Ultimate Edition, NASCAR 21 Ignition. Uh, the ultimate te- the ultimate combo game of all time, Anthony. Neptunia X Sinran Kagura Ninja Wars. Wow. Yeah. Horny me. That's horny a lot of garbage. For 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 a horny combo. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Knight Collection. Star horny Wars combo. Isn't that what Hardy's was selling for a while? <laughs> oh shit! That's a thick burger. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars Racer and Commando Combo. Uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, Stubbs the Zombie and Rebel Without a Pulse, the I Dream of Stubbs Collector's Edition. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Wraith, The Oblivion Afterlife. Uh, Backbone, Bassmaster Fishing, Black Widow, Fatal Frame, Uh, Hermitage, Strange Case Files. Riders Republic, uh, Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yomi, Virtual Verse, Voice of Cards, the Isle, uh, the Isle Dragon Roars, Just Die Already. Boy, that game seemed like it was going to be really cool, and it just wasn't. Oh, it disappointed me. Uh, Panorama Cotton, PJ Masks, Heroes of the Night, and Tales of Iron. PJ Mask Heroes of the Night. I almost busted out so Heroes of the Night. It's not like an eighty song or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh shit. Uh Xbox mostly the same stuff, but we do have Daddish, Daddish Two and Death Park Two, whatever those are. Uh Daddish. Daddish. D A D I S H and Daddish Two. Okay. 
I don't know what is that those about are. about a radish that's a dad? <laughs> God, if it is, I'll play that. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, be a dad radish. I want to be a dad radish. Uh, Light Fairy Tale Episode 2. And that's all for those. Let's pop over to the Switch. Time for the Switch. Because there's so many games on the Switch. Crossroad Crash. Negative Nancy. <laughs> uh, Zombo Buster Rising. What's that game I talked about earlier? Gas Guzzlers Extreme. Kathy Rain. Director's Cut. Kathy Rain. L. <laughs> <laughs> um, LOL surprise movie night. <laughs> Fuck man. I'm pretty sure that's based off of those toys, right? What, there's a toy. Give me a minute. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, my cousin brought his daughter. Like, is it like a, is it LOL line of games? So yeah, LOL is this like. I'm pretty sure it's like hers was like a ball that you had like you slowly unwrapped layers of a lot of trash and it was like uh, you got stuff. Okay. Do you don't know? So, but anyways, it's LOL Surprise is the the brand name. I'm not really sure what the toy is because I'm seeing a bunch of dolls, but that's not what she had. All right. Well, it's, um, it's a video game. So now they got a video game. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to the Switch. I'd be really interested to see that version. Is that one a streaming game? Yeah, it's a streaming one. Okay, okay. I can never keep track of which ones are streaming now. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons, uh, Shadow Corridor, Time Management Game Collection, Lucid Cycle, Princess Loot Pixel again, Abarinbo, Tingu, and Zombie Nation. saw them in concert 1996 oh holy shit oh 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 fuck no way no way no way we joke about it every week right switch games are horny right you ready for this one there's a game coming out this week called booby hentai (laughs) that is not what it's called i swear to god ryan i swear to god Hold on. Good. They just <laughs> finally did away with any pretense. Hold on, hold like, on. You know what? I gotta give you I gotta give you the description. You ready for the description? Not really, but play as the naughty seagull and uncover all the beautiful girls hidden under the balls. My god. Oh my what god. What happened over at Nintendo? Oh my god. This is I bet re- that one doesn't get the Nintendo Sealer quality. So, okay, um, this is East Asia Soft, and Nintendo Switch is the only console that allows these games with nudity in them. These games do not come to PlayStation or Xbox. This game is, this game is called Booby Hentai. Insane to me. A classic puzzle arcade game with a little platforming action and hot grills. I think it meant to say girls. Well, Aim- maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Aim at the balls, throw your one, and clear the balls by matching three colors or more. That's the description for the game. Okay, so I don't believe you to the point where I'm on East Asia Soft's website, like, looking up. And so far, I'm pretty sure you're just making this shit up. I'm not making it up, Anthony. 
God, I don't want to Google Boogie Hentai. They had Hentai. those games, for sure. Like, <laughs> pretty girls. I started to type it in. I was like, wait a minute, I should not. No, you don't want to do that. You're going to end up on a watch list. Uh, fuck, I need to find this. <laughs> on the watch list. Uh, hold on, East Asia. Maybe if I look up East Asia Soft. I don't know that you want to add soft into that. <laughs> I, know this I don't know if that makes it any better. Fuck, man, I can't, I can't Google this. It's, it's, but it is real. It is. I watched the East Asia Soft. Um, what was it? Like their little video of like the games coming soon, and I remember seeing this game, and I forgot about it, and now it's coming out this week. Oh, I know how to find it, where I won't get in trouble. We'll go to the eShop. This is coming to the eShop, right? They, yeah, but I have it. The only thing that pops up, and it's from them as well, is hentai versus the. Son of a bitch! I know this game is real. <laughs> I know this game is real, Anthony. I know it where is. Where are you? Where do you find your list of upcoming shit? Game facts. Maybe they're lying. <laughs> All right, I'll search it on Twitter. I'll take. I'll take the bullet. Oh no! I'll do this because <laughs> I already checked the eShop. Damn it. I know this is real. I just don't believe you. The, their website doesn't have it. It's even got a picture. It's got a picture. Hold on. I'm going to put this in the Discord chat. <laughs> just seeing it freaks me out. I can't help it, man. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Here's the, do you see the picture? Um, yeah, Booble Hentai. Yeah, that's what I thought it was called, too. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it is called Booble. Sorry. Yeah. Booble. That'd be why I couldn't fucking find it on, on maybe that's Booble. why I could... Oh, there. Oh, ha! <laughs> <laughs> First hit is Booble Hentai on Steam. I click on it. It's like, you need to be logged in to see this. <laughs> oh, shit. That's <laughs> the developer's naughty single? I told you it was real. You didn't believe me. Why would I? Uh, All right. Um, not oh, not oh, to I, be. <laughs> Hold on. I have to send you the link for for Nintendo's Nintendo games. <laughs> Just click on it. Whoops. That <laughs> can't be found. Whoops. <laughs> I love that it's Mario. He's like, I was playing some Booble Hentai earlier. Oh, War- Wario was mine. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I got, yeah, Wario laying in a seductive pose. Yeah. Picking so his well. nose. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, Not to be relevant, but to continue on with the games, the next one's brain meltdown <laughs> into despair. <laughs> Pretty sure I just had a brain meltdown. Um, Capes Escape Game, Fourth Room, Connect Tank, Doctor Who, The Age of Reality, Dragon Hills, Dusk by Dusk, so good. Uh, Fatal Frame, Made in the Black Water, Happy Game, Hex Seed, Jigsaw Finale, Jigsaw Fun, Amazing Animals, King Leo, Okinawa Rush, Seto Mairi, The Sokoban, Undernaught's Labyrinth of Yomi, Virtual Verse, 
Voice of Cards, The Island Dragon Roars. Uh, Zumba Aqua. Dollhouse. Halloween Snowball Bubble. Uh, Say what? Halloween Snowball Bubble. So what's called? You just said three words that don't go together. I know, right? Maybe that's one of them hentai games. <laughs> yeah, maybe we don't want to know what the snowball bubble is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I want I'm to. I'm pretty sure, by the way, that stupid game we were just talking about isn't even like. I'm like, okay, so I need to be logged in. I will go on to Steam because I'm like, I need to know what type of game this is. Which, by the way, Puzzle Bobble is what it looks like. I just described it with the Naughty Seagull description. Yes, but. <laughs> it doesn't have a page on Steam. Sorry. This game's I thought not gonna I was be able muted. to be released anywhere. Yeah, I know. It's you only not co- muted. <laughs> I realize that now. Leave me alone. Lord. <laughs> Six hundred and seventy some episodes later. <laughs> I stopped caring at two hundred. Hyrule <laughs> uh, Warriors Age of Calamity, Guardian of Remembrance. Uh, Mario Party Superstars, Panorama Cotton. Oh, it's PJ Masks and Heroes of the Night. Uh, two. Uh, there's two Cotton games out then. Uh, yeah, this the same one. Panorama on Cotton is like um, what's that? Uh, it's like from behind the back, like um, uh, af- uh, Afterburner okay, yeah. and um, what's the the guy? What's the game? Space Harrier. Space Harrier, yeah. Sorry, I could not remember that name for the life of me. Uh, Shinrai Broken Beyond Despair and Tales of Iron. That's your Nintendo <laughs> Switch game for the week. Dude, I, I don't know how that shit gets released on Switch, by the way. Dude, Just... Switch is the only system. So, you know those waifu games that we've talked about in the past, uh, like the shooters? Those have nudity on the Switch, but they do not on the PlayStation. That's so weird, because, like, I unfortunately went to the image section. Don't go into the image section on Google. I don't. Can't can't come back. Um, And that's how I found out it's just Puzzle Bobble. But, like, yeah, they're drawn and not particularly good drawings either but yeah it's just it just it's there you know how I i'm just out? surprised that that can get it like i'm assuming that's the reason why it's not on steam because i know steam has weird rules about stuff yeah you know what was you know the only reason that i found out that you couldn't release those on playstation but they're fine on switch is there's another game that was in that like little digital event that they had and there were two versions one was the naughty version, but it was only on Switch, and the other was the clean version that was on PlayStation. Listen, I'm, I'm not judging on what people want to play here. It's just weird that... I am. If you want to play that game, you're weird. <laughs> Fair okay. enough. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's not the weirder part to me, I guess, is the fact that it's on Switch, that it's okay. Yeah, Nintendo that... just don't give a fuck. Clearly, I... I... Nintendo's like if you want to put it on the looked eShop, at it and went, I don't care. Not this. Sh- they should have looked at it and went, not this shit. Get better drawings at least. <laughs> you know that's the you know that's the number one reason. My son loves to go on the eShop and look for new games. I won't let him on the eShop. Yeah, I'm yeah. And this is why because this this garbage. Whatever. 
Alright, let's do some news. Man, that was... That might have been the best new releases segment we've ever had. Between Booble Hentai and Burping. I think... I think... You know, it wasn't... It wasn't the images from the game that bothered me. It was the other stuff that Google was like, This? And I went, No. Absolutely that. Uh. Alright, uh, PS5. Has finally dethroned... Some of y'all are nasty. That's just all I have to say. That that fucking dude. Some of the stuff it's... I've seen online, I'm like, I don't, I don't even know. I can't uh, I can't bleach my eyes enough? Tell me about it. To get rid of the memory. Remember when you thought uh, two girls, one cup was the worst thing you'd ever seen? I mean, it it kind it's still up there, but it, it that is like. But that would the, be that that's would be the like iceberg a... that you see. That's the iceberg. That you see. <laughs> but what's funny about that is like nowadays that would just be like, well, yep, there's another one. Back then it was like, holy cow, <laughs> there's another one. Like, well, there's another one. <laughs> Y'all are weird. I never watched it. I've I never seen just it. Know of it, dude? Yeah, I, I don't like, even. Yeah, wanna... I'm good. No, I don't know. Why would you? Oh come on! It's fun. You can laugh at it. No, I would not laugh at that. That is not that is not comedy to me. I'm sorry. Uh, the PS5 has finally dethroned the Switch. It's been something like 36 months. The Switch has been the best-selling console in MPD, and the PS5 outsold it this month. So they must have got some some stock. Uh, also, I'd imagine Nintendo was like ramping down production of the Switch to go for the OLED Switch. I bet the Switch is number one again next month because of the OLED. We won't bet. Well, I bet it's n- number one next month because you, uh, <laughs> you can't get the other consoles again. Well, I mean, we didn't think we could get them in September. People kept saying we couldn't get them. Apparently there were plenty of them. I don't know. Uh, Fortnite, new skins, Chris and Jill from Resident Evil. I mean, what what isn't... I think we should just do a segment like, what isn't a Fortnite skin right now? Yeah. Because everything is a Fortnite Google skin. hentai. <laughs> hey, hey. It's only Give Sunday. It it's only Sunday. Give it time. Doom Eternal is getting a new update next week, with it, which includes Horde Mode. So, there you go. Horde Mode's... Am I crazy? I, I I guess it works in in Doom. I was gonna say it's like horde modes. I feel like are more of a multiplayer thing. Yeah, you can do single player horde modes. It's not, I, but uh, Doom's probably the only place where I'm like, yeah, that makes kind of sense because that's kind of what you do in the game, anyways. I might boot that game back up. I never did finish the second DLC. Yeah, I have no interest in playing things that are overly difficult. Yeah, that thing's fucking hard. I ain't gonna lie about that. Uh. We can't go an episode without talking about Overwatch, but there is news about Overwatch. Uh, Jesse McCree has been renamed. He has a new name. His new name is Cole Cassidy. And that patch Please goes... forget about our indiscretions towards our employees. Dude, I'm sorry, but I guarantee you people will still call him McCree. Well, that just did. And somebody pointed out, like, you shouldn't have called it after someone that worked at your business like to deify them in the first place. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, for sure. But there's a there's a pro tip for any developers out there. So Don't that patch characters is, after people that work in your studio, not main ones, anyways. That patch goes live on Tuesday, and I am super interested because Overwatch is one of those games that's very much like environmental in its storytelling. 
like the name McCree has come off of like every other character's you know dialogue. He has a belt buckle that says Mc. Like, do you know how much work went into changing all that? <laughs> like, that's crazy to me. Anyway, um, uh, new state of play on Wednesday. Uh, it's supposedly going to focus on third-party games coming to the PS5. Any predictions for Wednesday? Cool. I think it's all third party stuff, right? So, yeah, yeah, they they've they've said it's pretty much like third party stuff. Yeah, so I don't I don't it's and that makes it harder to predict. Yeah, like who's due to announce a game or something. Right. No, it's all third party hardware. Mad Cat's controllers for everyone. And maybe maybe we'll get um have they they haven't said who's going to be there, right? No, they haven't given any companies or anything. Yeah, I mean the only major third party stuff and we've still got a while is like that we haven't seen anything yet on in Sass- Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um yeah, that's mostly like aligned with Xbox though. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, could it be time for the Resident Evil 4 remake? Maybe. Could be, I guess. Oh god, I hope that's not exclusive. No, but Sony usually you know, showcases Resident Evil games, and they're never exclusive. Yeah, but yeah. maybe a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer. Maybe that would be nice. Actually, that wouldn't be surprising at all. No, no, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, maybe that rework of that. Do you remember that fucking platinum game that everybody thought was going to be cool and then looked like shit, and then they're reworking it? Was it Babylon's Fall or something? Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, "What scalebound?" Because <laughs> people found like like found out what that game was. It's like a multiplayer game or something, and like visually, it looked kind of like garbage. So I heard they were like reworking it or something. Multiplayer stuff. Yeah, like, dude. I don't know. This is a studio known for a single player adventure games, or <laughs> here they are doing a multiplayer game. Could we not? Could we fucking not? What was the last one they did was that Ninja Turtles game, and that thing was garbage. To be fair, I don't think Devastation was all that exciting either. I like Devastation because it was a single-player game, but you're right, it had a lot of weird shit in it. Oh, it's just, it's a lot of... You had all those, like... Similar environments. Well, not just that, but, like, the, the, like, crafting system was kind of fucking lame. You upgrade Optimus Prime's weapons. Like that motherfucker only has one weapon. Let's just let him shoot it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Delay Watch. We got another one. I mean, we're running out of runway here for games to get delayed into 2022, but we do have one. It's from Nintendo. Advance Wars One and Two has been delayed into 2022. That really felt like it ought to have a. <laughs> okay, I was thinking the exact same thing, but I was like, that'll just come off as crazy for me. Oh, that's why I said it. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, that's Thanks the right. Delay watch twin. So we don't it's have a weird. We don't have a whole lot of games left. This one's weird, is it not? Like the. I mean, it's way forward. I I know the game isn't like they just can't be like coat of paint over the original. But, like, the design decisions have kind of been made. I've seen the game 
in video form. But it looks fine. I, like yeah. I'm wondering what what's going on to delay it. Not that it's like a long delay, but it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's been delayed to spring of 2022, so it's like just a couple months. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. So at this point, Halo's not being delayed, right? Right? <laughs> I don't think it can. I don't know that I can say that confidently, but no, I don't think so. Uh, so what else do we have left? We have uh, multiplayer, at least, will not be delayed. Battlefield games out in soon, right? Uh, I was thinking, um, yeah, it's due out pretty soon. I th- isn't there already a beta running? Yeah, there's been like two betas. Um, yeah. Let's check. Can I find the date Spe- on this? Speaking of betas, did you guys um, uh, did you guys enter for your shot at uh, Elden Ring? Why the fuck would I? I don't. I, I don't like those <laughs> games. <laughs> Sorry, it looks I just pretty. Don't. It looks pretty. I, I I put in for it. I'd like to try it. Uh, I'm looking for the Battlefield um, release. Date. Are we? Are we? Wait, sorry, I, m- I must have uh, uh, misunderstood. Are we saying what games are actually coming out this year or, uh, that are big, or what games could possibly be delayed still? I'm looking at what can be delayed. So Battlefield's current release date is, is uh, November 19th. Forts is not being delayed, because that game is done. Right. They've already got preload up for that. Yeah. 103 fucking gigs, dude. Crazy. Wow, that's a lot of yeah. Uh, game. Yeah, yeah, especially on my tiny little Series X hard drive. Hey, you can buy a two terabyte expansion card now for four hundred dollars. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> Not a chance. I don't like video games that much. <laughs> I could buy an OLED Switch with that and still have fifty dollars left over. Right. But you wouldn't have two terabytes of NVMe space on that Nintendo Switch. That's true. I wouldn't, and that's very important considering I play exactly one game at a time and barely that. Uh, at least it's not Call of Duty, because then you might have to buy a card just for that. Call of Duty's not getting delayed. It's out the same day as Forza. Yeah, Call of Duty's usually pretty good at hitting their dates because there's 1,700 studios working on the game. Uh, the gunk still claims it's out in 2021. I don't know if I believe that one. I haven't heard anything on that game since it was announced. Yeah, we haven't seen one screenshot of it since it was announced. Like, you telling me that's still out this year? Come on. Uh, the Jurassic Park game? Maybe that? I don't know. I'm looking at the games that are coming out the rest of the year, and I don't see any other big game. We've named them all. Battlefield. Like Pokemon's not. Pokemon's not being moved. Um, and that's kind of the only one I could think of. Yeah, everything else I'm looking at on here is like, yeah, I think it's out. Um, speaking of what's coming out, they finally announced the release date for Among Us on PlayStation and Xbox. It's coming out December 14th. Does anybody still care? Uh, Kids are still into it. Well, I'm out of touch on that. So I didn't know. I was legitimately asking. Same. I've never played it. So, like, whatever happened to that it's... other one, Fall Guys? Is that ever coming out to anything else? Uh, Fall Guys, I think, is it kind of come and gone. Face of the planet. Yeah, yeah. My my, I, I the only way I stay connected to any of this stuff is what my kids' friends 
are interested in. And I still hear them talk about Among Us, uh, although my son doesn't play it. Hmm. Uh, I, I hear them talk about it in a like pop culture way, not necessarily a what they're playing way. Um, but I haven't heard them talk about Fall Guys since it came out on PlayStation. Interesting. I know it was I supposed think, to come. I think. Yeah, the, I mean, the big thing there was it came out on PlayStation, and most of them play on Xbox. So it may be popular among kids that aren't my kid, but I wonder if. Um... If that Another comes pro. out on Xbox and hits Game Pass, it'll get like a little bit of a resurgence. Whatever. I was going to say, uh, another pro uh, dev tip from a not-dev. Maybe don't make your multiplayer game one platform when you're not actually working with that platform. I will never Don't understand. let them buy that out. I, I, like, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do nowadays. Yeah, I don't understand this whole single console thing, like, but that comment that Jim Ryan made last week, he's like, I want our games to reach 100 million people. I was like, then you're going to have to put them on other shit, fucker. Because you ain't going to reach 100 million people on PlayStation. I mean, you just ain't. And and I still, I get why people sign these deals to, like, if, the, if they give them, like, development money. Like, we're not going to be able to finish our game. Okay, well, if you only release it on PlayStation, we'll we'll fund it. Okay, I get that. But, like, when you go out there and you pay to keep a game off a console, you're doing nothing but hurting that developer in the long run. Because by the time it comes out on other consoles, it's already been forgotten. Yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, Persona. Persona would have killed on the Switch. That I still don't grasp at all i I do not contemplate like i can't comp uh contemplate how that doesn't come look at okay look here's a perfect example look at yakuza yakuza has been around forever right and it was only on playstation as soon as they started moving it to other platforms and allowing it to like be on game pass so more people would talk about it that game blew up it's just about having more people have access to these games. Like, I will... I, I don't know. I will never understand. Like, if you, wanna, if you want games exclusive to your console, build them internally. Build them with your studios. Don't just go out and buy a game. It's just, like, with Fall Guys, the reason why I it bothers me, and it, it, there's a couple others, although I think... Um, Predator... Hunting Grounds was actually paid for by Sony, I want to say. Well, yeah, that that studio and they they you know they did a follow-up to that that everybody's already forgot came and went. Aliens? No. Aliens wasn't that team. That team made that um oh fuck. <sighs> What's the name of that game? It's the the arcade like you're in an arcade but it's like looks like Fortnite. Uh, you're I, I got to find what it. You say again? Anything. Give me a second. Say it one more time. It's yeah. like it's like Fortnite, but it's like looks like you're in an arcade. Arcade again. Arcade again. I've been emailed about that game a thousand times from developer going, "Would you like to try this game out?" I'm like, "No. I guarantee you nobody's playing that game." Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah so there's too many of those games out there. I mean, my my son and his friends have tried like multiple battle royales and they they always end up sticking with them for like two weeks and then they come back to Fortnite. 
Yeah. Spellbreak. Spellbreak was a, a popular one for a while. Um, I know it's not a battle royale. At least I don't think it is. I think it's more like uh, Overwatch. But my son just started yesterday playing Valorant. Yeah, was... I think that's like a Counter-Strike Overwatch style game. Yeah, his his friend asked him to download it. So that's that's the new hotness in this house. So literally, um, like Ubisoft's released like four of them and announced two more, and they've never had a hit battle royale. Yeah, everybody's chasing the same golden goose, and man, that that shit's already those games are a market leader. Yeah, there's there's a game in place that people are just going to play. It's like World of Warcraft. Like Final Final Fantasy was the only game that that managed to even scratch that. When you're at the point now where, um, if nothing else, even if they liked your game better, people have so much money committed to Fortnite at this point. Yeah. Uh, and skins and all that stuff. Like, you're not going to get them to just give that up to try your game because it plays, you know, six <laughs> percent better. Is it, is it is it just me or is Wombat sound like he has a lisp when he's talking? Yes. To okay. <laughs> I do not know. Okay. But it was it was like I think it's slowly. The, I think it's the, the internet bed. connection. But Wombat, you're like I don't know why this is happening. Suffering. <laughs> Sylvester <laughs> so the cat over Sylvester you're talking about with Fortnite. So much time. <laughs> and money spent. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's not just me then. I, you hear it too, okay? That pretty it's, hilarious. It's, oh, oh man, it's almost this as good as the your one robot. episode of this show that I actually listen back to. <laughs> I give you the timestamp. Oh, weird. I give you the timestamp. It's, it's at one thirty, one thirty-two. Oh, Is it God. still happening? No, no, I don't hear it now. That's it's weird. Why was it just happening for a minute? And that usually it's just like you start going, but yeah, your robot voice yeah, was know, awesome. Man, that's weird. But that's no, so you're weird. you're absolutely right. Like no, there. If you're releasing a battle royale in 2021, you're out of your freaking mind. Yeah, exactly. I know. I've said that a bunch of times, and like other people have said, well, you know, um. Fortnite wasn't the first, but yeah, but Fortnite also was willing to throw a ton of money behind. The, yeah, like, uh, Epic threw a bunch of money and spent the time to keep the people there. A thing that a lot of others, including the one that really kind of kickstarted it, which people still play um, PUBG. PUBG, but it's yeah. like, you know, PUBG, a lot of people were like, when's a new map coming? <laughs> and Fortnite was like, we've made another deal. Look at the thing that we're adding. And like, here's a, you know, we're throwing everybody for a loop because there's something happening in the world right now. And then they well, and- came out with a new map and like they were constantly like adding stuff to that game. And PUBG just couldn't keep up. Well, and the special events too. I mean, those are, I know we all kind of giggle at them, but dude, my son and his friends... Those things are huge, dude. Plan their time around those special events. Like that's a, it is legit an event for them. I mean, they so, they debut uh, movie trailers in Fortnite for God's yeah. sakes. And, and like that's and that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 more comedic to me when I see like characters go in and like Jill and Chris that are doing Fortnite dances, and you're like, uh, this is kind of oh, yeah. I mean, they had Carnage doing Fortnite dances, so yeah, yeah, but like. It's it it's uh, stuff that keeps people there, which uh, PUBG just did. I'm not gonna say PUBG couldn't do it. It's like they didn't do it. 
Yeah, like, that guy that choice. the guy that started that left now. It, oh, really? Yeah. Player unknown left. Player unknown left. That's why it's just now called the P- the PUBG universe. Ah. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a game like, coming out that's in the PUBG universe, the Dead Space game. Yeah, the Dead Space game. Good luck going against Dead Space. <laughs> well, I mean, Dead Space is just a remake, so. Yeah, but you know. That's hey, I'm I'm all over that name. PUBG Dead Space game because it's the original director of Dead Space, so I'll play the fuck out of that. I, I, I'm just saying, it's one of those things where I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if EA's doing this on purpose. Yeah, huh? wouldn't shock me. Spiteful. But, like, um, yeah, I hate the chasing the dragon thing. Like, uh, then, you know, uh, it's... It's the 4v1, and we had a bunch of those, and we still apparently haven't learned our lesson. Yeah, the weird thing about the 4v1, though, is like there wasn't a hit one. Just, no. a, just apparently a bunch of developers decided they were going to make one of those. And let's be fair, oh, no. we, we had that trend a while back, and it didn't exactly catch fire outside well, of Left 4 Dead. Though. Like, Evolve was, you know, the beginning of PS4 and Xbox One, and like... I'm not saying that game is bad, I'm not, but it's just it didn't stick. And it's like, I don't know how many times we can go over the failures of like, oh, I'll be the one. Will you, though? Yeah, uh, sure you will. Like, how many people decided that when for, uh, not Fortnite, when uh, Overwatch came out that they were going to have a hero shooter, even though, like, Overwatch, I think, only out of space because Team Fortress 2 is a mess. And then, like, they're like, well, we're going to do it. Yeah? Ask Cliffy B how that went. <laughs> the funny thing about Overwatch now is it's been eighteen yeah, well, months since the last update. <laughs> but it's just like it's like, but no one's now. T- of course, now no one's trying to do that type of thing. No, no, absolutely. There's not. a few that stuck with it, and like you know, they make their money and they still have a fan base, and they're like that one company that that one company that um like mocks everything. Like secretly is keeping tons of players. What's the name of that company? They do Smite, and um, uh, what's the the Overwatch oh, game? Oh God, um, yeah, it's free to play and it's basically just Overwatch. Yeah, you're talking Riot. No, no, no. Riot does League of Legends and Valorant. Yeah, this oh, is a okay. different Valorant company. Stairs. The Smite company. Um, what's what are they called? Give me a second. I know who. Um... Hi-Rez? Hi-Rez, yeah. They also have uh, a hero shooter, Let's Overwatch. They also have a, um, what's that, Rogue Company? That thing's doing really well, too. Paladins, by the way. Paladins is the Overwatch clone. Yeah, you're right. But it's just like, it's, yeah. I'm so tired of, like, that crap. Like, just, oh, I'll do it, and I'll be successful. Like, or... The alternative, if I just get 1% of the market, man, that's a terrible business plan. Yeah, don't, terrible. don't do that. Don't do that. That's that's Intellivision Amico concept. Don't. <laughs> never, if I never. just get 1% of the casual market, don't. I, I think that should be our new trend. So, like, we, we joked about Wombat and two, two Human, Two Worlds, and then me and Drew and Overwatch. Now it's Anthony who cannot not mention the Amico. Dude, it's every such week. a fucking every every time there's an update, it gets worse, man. I can't. And he's such an asshole. Like he's such an asshole. Like, can anybody like hum something that Tommy Tallarico's done? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I love I love the soundtrack in Advent Rising. But it's generic fucking <laughs> crap. 
Like, I, I, you know? It, you and Orson it, Scott Card are the only two people <laughs> in the world that give a shit about that game. I wish you would put me in the same room with Orson Scott Card. <laughs> um, it's okay, he actually didn't do anything other than, like, some basic. Because that's what you pay for with names like that. Um, it's like when they said that there, he was part of um, Shadow Complex. He didn't actually do anything. <laughs> other than some basic world building. I know. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, it's just one of those things where I'm like, it's such a nightmare that it's like, and then I'm like, oh, thank God it's died down. And then I'm like, nope, there's another stupid thing there. All the games are being sold as NFTs. Like, oh. All right. Um, next piece of news. Grasshopper manufacturer was purchased by NetEase. All right. Yeah. I saw people freaking out about this. I'm like, do you know who they were owned by when they got sold? Gung, gung ho. Yeah, same. Puzzles and Dragons people. Yeah, same kind of company. Remember remember that game? Um, I don't remember the name of. No, wow. well, how could I remember it if you don't even remember the name um, of it? It was uh, it was a free-to-play game. That does not help. That Well, it was by Grasshopper, and it was a free-to-play game. Okay, I, I don't know. I... So really, <laughs> it narrows it down. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Let it die. Oh, yeah! The bus station mm. game! Yeah. Yeah, that game was cool looking, but it was not fun. Well, that was gung-ho. Uh, Xbox's newest update updates the dashboard to 4K. Exciting times we live in. Extremely exciting. Now count the, count the pixels on you. Uh, Game yeah, Pass... Now watch, there was all this... There was all this all these people mad about the fact that it wasn't in 4K before, and now that update's out and nobody will care. Well, I think the funniest thing I saw was a bunch of people going, I couldn't tell the difference! Right, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's just some it's some cleaner bezels, dude. It's cool. Like my bezel's clean. Hey, you, you don't have clean bezels, you got problems. <laughs> Talk to a doctor about... Yeah, you <laughs> might need to get a bezels. cream for that or something. Uh, also, Microsoft announced that Game Pass has grown, but it did miss their projections. I think they were projecting like a 42% growth. They only grew 37%. And boy, did this spark up some conversation on the internet. Game Pass is bad for the game. <laughs> no, you're just going to fail the fucking... <laughs> Sony's not going to fuck you, boys. Please stop. You don't know that. And you don't know They're that. Not. They Jim might. Ryan's not putting out. Come on. <laughs> you don't know Jim Ryan? The way he talks very clearly says he's not putting out. Life. Yeah, you don't know. He might go to all the grifters' houses and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Like the end of the end of um, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, Bob's Jay and Silent Bob, where they go to, "Are you this username?" One of my favorite endings to any movie ever. By the way, <laughs> I saw the I saw like the tweets going out like, "Please don't buy Back for Blood because it's on Game Pass," and I'm just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like who it is... is weird that Back for Blood is fifty dollars <laughs> or whatever on other consoles, and then it's just included in Game Pass. I'd be mad if I had to pay fifty dollars for that game. <laughs> and a T-shirt. Uh, it's what you get out of it, right? Yeah, but, um, sure. It, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Growth isn't infinite. That's all I can say. And like right now, I don't think there's anything that's being added to Game Pass that people are going to be like, "I need to subscribe to Game Pass now." I mean, Back for Blood it's... is probably the biggest push they've had in a while. 
Yeah, because Psychonauts wasn't going to set the world on fire as much as that game is Halo, amazing. Halo will take care... I think that's the other thing, is their growth projection was based on the fact that Halo was out by now. Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, you know it's going to grow in December, because say what you want about Halo, a shitload of people are going to subscribe to, sure. to play Halo. So For sure. Uh, a new Splinter Cell game is uh, supposedly in production at Ubisoft. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, as I say... I'm not going to say it to you, Ken, but to whoever started that rumor, fuck off. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I hope it's an open world um, map Ubisoft game with markers on the map. So everybody you know play. what? <laughs> if I got to stealth around a Sam Fisher in a big Ubisoft map, I'd be happy. People would be so pissed. People are going to be pissed. What? You're not getting a Splinter Cell game you're going to like. What about that mobile there, game where like all the characters are in it? Now, you said mobile. I I checked out. <laughs> Did y'all watch the Uncharted movie trailer? There was an Uncharted movie trailer. It exists. There's a movie. Yeah, got, I didn't watch it. It's got Spider Man in it. <laughs> and Dirk Diggler. Spider Man and Dirk Diggler are Nathan Drake and Sully. I like how. God love Mark Wahlberg, but I, I think that's blown <laughs> Sully casting. <laughs> well, I'm just—it's better casting than him playing Drake. Yeah, sure. That that casting is pretty bad. I get that Tom Holland's a big actor right now, but that is bad casting for Nate Drake. He, this is my. I mean, well, he's just playing you know, Spider-Man. Flashing back to when I, when I was angry with Chris Pratt, like it's. It's not just Chris Pratt. I mean, it's a bit of Chris Pratt as a person, but um, it, it's it's Hollywood's fault. Like, I'm just tired of the same people and everything. Like, I get you think they're bigger draws, but I hate to tell you this: that a lot of it. Mark Wahlberg, yes. Tom Holland, uh, he's Spider Man. Like, people want to see Spider Man, and he's just a really good one of those. Like, it's not the same as like The Rock being in a movie. Uh, yeah. It's always irritating when they just are like, we're going to put this person in everything now, so enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is going to be in Dune and Willy Wonka's, the movie that no one fucking wants to see that's a prequel, like How He Met the Oompa Loompas. I don't give a shit you don't how want, he met the Oompa Loompas. You don't want the lore? I don't. <laughs> I don't want the lore. They'll have fucking a montage of the Oompa Loompas and him building the fucking boat for the nightmare sequence. No, I don't want to see any of this. I don't need questions answered. Like, it's enough of this. I don't need all... I don't need every piece of lore to explain everything. I fucking hate Hollywood. <laughs> uh, bu- 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 bu. CD Projekt Red announced that The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk next-gen upgrades are being delayed into 2022. So I guess 2021 yep. is not the year that I play Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, same. Still sitting on my shelf. Mine's still installed on my hard drive, and it just sits there. Yeah, mine. mine's on my external hard drive since it's a PS4 game. GTA Trilogy got a release date November 11th. Also announced at the time, they're splitting up. Uh, free versions of the game. So if you have PlayStation Now, you get GTA 3. If you have Game Pass, you get GTA San Andreas. One interesting note about this. 
If you play GTA 3 on PlayStation Now, you get the PS4 version. Hmm. Not the PS5 version, because uh. PlayStation Now does not have PS5 games. Uh, did you watch the trailer? I did. I think it looks good. I think it looks good, too, and especially the fact that they said that they've redone the, the shooting to be like GTA 5. Because mm-hmm. um, that was the biggest problem with those games, was the shooting was awful. That's uh, why I quit playing San Andreas, because the controls were so bad on the RC helicopter stage. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just could not finish that mission because the controls were so fucking bad. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's an insta-buy uh, for me. What's funny is the one that I'm most looking forward to playing again is the one that's not going to be free anywhere. Uh, so, because Vice <laughs> City was my favorite of those three. So I'm just going to buy I'm, it. It's 60 bucks for three really good right. Remasters, so yeah, yeah, I'll just buy it. And the truth be told, I don't want the PS4 version of GTA 3. I want the 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 next gen version. I'll probably yeah. end up buying it on Switch. Oh God, I'll take them anywhere. Fuck it. No, I, mean, <laughs> I that I don't give a shit about. Well, and they drink I, drops from the or from the looks of the from the looks of the graphics, it looks like um, they're updated for sure, but they're not. It's not like they've rebuilt them to look like GTA 5 or anything. No, no, no. But the the big thing for me, though, especially now, why I won't buy things on Switch if there's a other version. Number one is loading time. Loading time on a GTA game on the Switch is going to be fucking terrible. I'm using I'm using. I think old consoles, so I'm not going to notice a huge difference. True, true. I'm I'm really interested in what the reactions are going to be when that actually comes out and people are playing it because I think those maps are going to be a lot smaller than people remember. Yeah, the GTA uh, 3 map is map tiny. Is... No, it's not. It, it is by comparison right? today. I... Sure, but it's a lot of cramped spaces and like you end up having to drive a lot through like a maze basically. Like, yeah, sure, you don't have the big open areas, but, like, that's a lot of driving that you have to do in that game. Like, it's bigger than you think. It's just that it's locked off into three sections. Also, I, I would much rather play that game at 60. And the Switch version ain't gonna be 60. No fucking that's way. True. If they can hold a constant 30, it'll be I would be shocked. I would be shocked um, if it holds a constant 30. Well, I'll find out when people review it. But, um... Did you have any issues with the character models? I mean, they look a little funky in some places, but I mean, those characters like, look oh, funky they look... anyway. Yeah, that's just it. And some people are like, "Oh, it always looked realistic. It looked more realistic before." And other people are like, "Oh, it looked cartoony." No, it looked like shit. Yeah, like I love those games. I love those games. They looked like shit. They look like, 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 like absolute shit. <laughs> but yeah, I always they... thought they were supposed to be like stylized. They were realism. Yeah, because... they were. You know, I looked at the box covers, and the characters in game looked like the uh, cartoon drawn but realistic proportions people on the covers. Like, I'm not. It's it just kind of weird that that's a complaint. Also, here's a thing that no one else is calling out. Um, it's clearly built off of the um, Xbox versions. Oh, the the trilogy pack or whatever. Yeah, because um, if you play the PS2 versions, characters don't move fingers. Right. And I'm pretty sure the PC version was like that, too. And I don't know if it ever had an official update to add, like, like actual, like, separate fingers. 
but they did that for the Xbox versions of the games. Um, I'll tell the Sony not... fanboys they'll get mad. Well, I mean, it's original Xbox, so. Well, but that's still that's Xbox. You don't no, you don't you don't mix the consoles. Fucking the PlayStation people, anything that was on yeah, Xbox, they I don't. Mean, want... To be honest with you, uh, you 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 tell them because I don't fucking. I don't want to talk to. Or pay attention to those people. Well, you fucking them. apparently know more about them than I do. And I, I don't see them because assholes put their block. shit in my feed, and it drives me. Well, crazy. then tell those assholes to not put their shit. I their mute feed. constantly, Anthony. Mute, 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 mute. Mutant block. That's right. Get them to fuck out. Because if you're a grown man or woman going online to argue about video games, no. Don't. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, I'm just excited that I get to play as Claude again. <laughs> the worst, He's my favorite protagonist. The worst I... fucking name for a GTA character. Fucking Claude. <laughs> Yeah, he's in two GTA games, which means he's in more than most characters that you get to play as. That's fine, but his name is Claude. I remember, so I I don't know, there are are very few games that I remember anticipating as much as I anticipated GTA 3. God, do you remember how big Uh, that game was when we worked? Oh yeah, but (sighs) I just remember, like, as someone who was really into the first two games. Um, the fact that they were making one that was going to be 3D open world was like, uh, I almost couldn't even believe that it was real. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only other game I can remember that I was that sort of anticipatory towards was uh, No Mercy on the 64 Man, GTA 3 was, it was, it's really cool that I have the memory of working in a video game retail store when that game was like at its height. Oh yeah, and Halo. Yeah, just because like you see the like, like the fervor for those games. It's it's crazy, that'll never happen again, because obviously retail's not as big as it was back then. Right. Like a lot of people will buy these games digitally, but man... Being in a physical store and just, it, it was to the point where I, I would guess 90% of the people that came into the store were asking for that game. It was crazy. Yep. Anyway, I have one last crazy story. Anthony, do you have anything before I jump into this last one? I ain't got shit. Alright, this, dude, I saw this this morning and I was like, there's no way this is real. But this has been corroborated by three people. Oh, God, you gotta brace me, because if it's the fucking rumor mill. Dude, this is... Okay. According to reports, one of Microsoft's upcoming games has been leaked. And it is a Wu-Tang RPG. Hold on. Wu-Tang as in... Cash rules everything around me. So, like, the Wu-Tang Clan. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, uh, I got some details if you want them. <sighs> so Island represent, I guess. This is a uh, third-person fantasy RPG developed by Brass Lion Entertainment that will feature seasonal content and will be a couple dozen hours in length. 
It is melee combat focused and supports up to four players co-op. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that I would have ever expected a Wu-Tang Clan RPG, uh, but hey, listen. Wu-Tang is for the children. They are. I mean, this. I literally thought this was fake. I thought this was a joke. I was like, is it April? But this shit has been corroborated by three very well-known people. I I will believe it when I see it. 100%. I'm with you. But I don't fucking... Here's the thing. Even if I see it, I'll believe it when it's actually out. Because shit like this gets announced and just ends up not working out. Because the team that has, um, you know bought the rights or whatever fucking hit a snag and don't have the money or the time to actually finish the project and blah 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 uh, so th- to me this just sounds like you know we've been in talks and we we're starting it and then we're gonna pitch it but we have to get it out that so this might be happening and blah 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 I, so I according know. to this the wu-tang is doing the soundtrack well, i would hope you would That's hope, kinda, but yeah. it's not necessary, right? I don't know. This, I've, I mean, this rumor just dropped this morning, so you got me, man. All I know is, if it's true, that's a hell of a that's a hell of a thing. <laughs> I'd play it. Well, I mean, listen. The reality is, the Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's so. true. Diversify your bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Old it, dirty Chinese restaurant. <laughs> Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. Dirk McGurk. But, but fuck it. I'll play it. I don't care. Third person. Sure. Melee focused RPG featuring the Wu Tang Clan with the soundtrack? Fuck, I play that. Especially since it should be in Game Pass, right? Because it's a Microsoft game. You would think, yep. So, fuck it, I'll play it. <clears throat> Alright, uh, I got an email from Antonio. He says, <clears throat> Any horror movies that you avoided or scared you as a child? I remember avoiding movies like Candyman and the Hellraiser films. The first two Pumpkinhead movies terrified me. Unfortunately, the rest of those films used a CG Pumpkinhead, which killed the horror aspect. Now that I think about it, I avoid a lot of paranormal, satanic, and gore porn films. I'm still recovering from watching Hereditary from like three years ago. When I was a teen, I took my bike and ran away from home, and when it was night, I biked towards the edge of town, not not realizing where I was going, or that the streetlights ended at the city limits. All I saw was darkness and noped right back home. So, horror movies... I've never really been a horror movie person, so I, I avoid. I've seen a lot of them, uh, and uh, even more thanks to my association with uh, the Boogeyman uh, over the years. And I just I don't get into those movies at all. So, um, as a child, the movie that that that, that scared the piss out of me was the original Chucky. There's something about that movie that absolutely terrified me. And I saw 
Nightmare on Elm Street, I saw Friday the 13th. Like, those didn't really phase me. But something about Chucky, man. That first yeah. one. So I, I'll, 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 instead of a movie, I'll say the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Oh, uh, fuck. Scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. So I just bought those recently because, like, I was... I'm the old man now that's trying to capture everything from my youth. So I bought those and I made sure that I bought the ones with the original illustrations because they've re-released those books with new illustrations in them. And The illustrations were the scary part. Exactly. Like, why would you want those stories without those illustrations, man? So I, I bought those recently and I've got all three of them sitting on my shelf here and... I've kind of fingered through them, like, looking at the pictures. I'm like, God damn, that still brings back nightmares. <laughs> yeah, I'm good without seeing that ever again in my life. Um, I know it's not a horror movie, but another movie that had something in it that terrified me as a child was The NeverEnding Story. The nothing scared oh, the I piss out of me. Oh, I thought you were going to say the horse sequence. No, no, it's the nothing that scared the piss out of me. I couldn't even, like, my parents took me to see it in the theater. I had to turn my head when the nothing was on screen. I, I couldn't. But you got to remember, like, that movie came out when I was, like, what, like, four or five years old? So. Yeah, but the horse sequence is traumatic. It's traumatic, but Anthony, I was, sure like, that's four or I, five. You know, that's, like, I think that's where I check out. I'm like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I watched it when I was, like, four or five, so a horse dying, I'm just like, it's a horse. Like, I don't, I, I, as a kid, I didn't care. But that big fucking nothing thing, like with the voice and everything, it scared the piss out of me. And I mean, I, there's not a lot that scares me. Like, I, I cried in the movie theater when I went and saw Signs, and I'm pretty sure I was a grown man. I... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to... I don't even know how to respond to that. I watched Signs and was fine. I mean, there's creepy stuff. The, the bathroom sequence in Signs is... I mean the 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 birthday party honest. scene, the fucking no. cornfield scene. The bathroom scene. with the knife, with the reflection. That's not a bathroom; it's a pantry. But fucking whatever, you, you know what I mean? It's a door. It's white. It's you. He's looking underneath it. Like, What's it's, the tension? It's, it's the tension that Shyamalan builds when he keeps talking to him, and then he like goes to look, and then he doesn't look, and then he goes to look again, and then, you, yeah, that's, and that's tension. This is my problem with movies. A lot of scary movies like to break the tension with like a jump scare. And to me, that is a cheap way of getting a response. Because it's like the tension of knowing something's going to jump out is completely different than the tension of like whether or not something's there at all. And I know it sounds like it's a very similar thing, but like it, signs, for example, the thing doesn't jump out. It's just there. Yeah, it's walking back and forth, which is... Or, and like, that is, I don't, it, I like, it's like, is it going to be there still when he looks? And what is it going to be? And all that stuff is more scary to me than just having the door burst open and go, blah, blah. Like, I don't, <laughs> I hate that shit. That's the reason why, like, the first two and, like, Drew is the reason why I watched it. Um, the first two uh, Paranormal Activity movies are really good because they don't do the jump scares. 
they just keep building that tension more and more. And that's what I like about in a horror game. Like, I don't like uh, stuff just kind of jumping out of the dark. Like, um, and probably the reason why I resonated with Resident Evil 2 so much, what, uh, the remake, was because it's never... Like, the police station is pretty lit up. Like, nothing is super dark in that game. There's a few sections, but it earns them. Like, the tension is just always on... Because as soon as you hear those footsteps, you know he's close. And I love that. That is that is where I'm like, you know, my hair starts standing on end, my eyes start watering, like, oh, we've got to get out of here, you know? Um, and so, like, that's the stuff I like. And, like, you know, early... Uh, I've said it before, um, uh, but, like, early, like, horror movies. Like, I watched The Hitcher fairly young. Uh, the original, not the remake, not the sequel. The sequel's bad. The remake might be even worse. It's hard to tell. Um, but Rutger Hauer is scary. Because he just won't leave um, C. Thomas Howell alone. And it's like, that is that is perfect. That's what I love in horror movies. And as much as the um, the director is actually human trash, and you should pirate his movies because he's a criminal. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, do you want me to go into details? No, like no, no. It's yeah. But do you know what movie I'm about to talk about? Uh, I don't know what movie you're talking Jeepers about. Jeepers Creepers. Oh, yeah, I remember that Director, movie. yeah, don't, don't look up the director. Just take my word for it. Um, he is human garbage. But, like, the first two movies, because I won't watch the third one, um, they're, they're really good at keeping that tension on. And, like, that, I love that shit. But, like, early scares, I don't know. I was, like, really adverse to blood for a long time. So that kind of wrote off all of the scary movies, you know? <laughs> Those movies back then, though, were not nearly as gory as they are today. No, and I don't like the, excuse me, the gore porn stuff. Um, there, There's a fun way of doing that type of thing. Like, um, Toxic Avenger. Uh, you know, Turbo Kid has some gore in it. Um, but when you, it, it's like sort of like for comedy, it's schlocky. You know, like it's still visceral and like fucked up, but like it it comes off as like a laugh rather than um like horrible, horrible violence. Um, human centipede level gross out shit. Like, I'm not into that type of thing. Um, but, like, yeah, any blood. Like, I couldn't watch Blade for a while because there was blood in it, which is stupid in hindsight. But, like, you know, that was just a thing. I, I couldn't see my own blood, and now I don't have an issue with blood at all. So what happened there? Um, but, like, yeah, I don't think I can think of any uh, movies that scared me. Um, I know that, like, James Pond was an early scare for me. I know that sounds stupid. Okay. Um, do you do you recall how that game starts up? God, no. That's, yeah, that's okay, so it's ago. the MGM lion. But it's James Pond in the center. And he's smiling in his cartoon thing. I, mean, I think he's a fish. I don't fucking know what James Pond is even. I don't care. I thought he was a tadpole. Anyways, that's what I thought too. But I don't know. Because he's called... The second game's called Robocod, so I don't fucking know anything uh, about that series. It's, whatever, who gives a shit? It's not not a great series. The only one that I'd save in a fire is three. Anyways, um, it starts off like the MGM line, 
but it's not like a lot of frames of animation. So it's just him, and then it's him roaring, which doesn't sound good on a Genesis chip, <laughs> and then it's back to normal. And that scared the shit out of me as a kid because I wasn't expecting. It's kind of like a jump scare. And the other thing that bothered me, and it's because we had like a collection of like the Midway Williams arcade games, fucking Sinistar. Those are the things that scared me as a kid. I didn't watch scary movies, but those two things just terrified the shit out of me. You know what's funny is uh, when I was a kid, uh, I used to make, I had uh, Yar Kung Fu on the Commodore 64. And I used to make my grandma load it up for me and I would leave the room because there's this like horrible digitized Bruce Lee scream at the beginning of that game when you first launch it on Commodore. And it used to scare the shit out of me. So I understand where you're coming from. Hmm. Oh, there you go. But I wish I had I wish I had more movies that like, you know, um frightened me, especially as a kid. I've yeah, I just never really engaged with them. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Uh, some people just aren't into those kind of movies. I did. I wish Drew was here to talk about it, but I did finally watch Hereditary because everybody had been on my butt to watch that movie, and that is not at all what I expected that movie to be about. Um, and I do have to say that <laughs> that movie could have been a hell of a lot shorter. Like the the the, the really creepy shit doesn't happen till like the third act, and the third act is like an hour and 30 minutes into that movie and that movie's like over 2 hours. But when it when it when it finally kicks in, it, it kicks in. That's for damn sure. Holy shit. Uh I have a couple tweets, but I'm having trouble getting Twitter to load. I don't know if it's a Twitter problem or my internet problem. Um Mookie, Sounds like a, your internet problem because I can load Twitter just fine. Yeah, like I'm trying to load Twitter on my phone and it's not even refreshing. It's been down for like an hour. Um, But the tweets that I see is Mookie sends and he says Puzzle Quest because I don't have anything to report in my gaming world. I'm working on working at a law firm sucks the energy out of you. Uh, Joseph writes in and says Hey guys, couple questions here. Have uh, here, you have any favorite games you go back to this time of year? Any other games you know of to get the PT treatment demo, but no game? Um, I don't have Halloween games. I have Halloween movies, but I don't have games. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I think we're in kind of a shitty scenario, especially with, like, this being busy time. Yeah. Like, what are you going back to, Ken? Quake. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, it's... It, it, you know, that doesn't... Reviewing I mean, I, games in the busy season doesn't really... Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, like, revisiting games for me, while I talk about liking to do it a lot, I really only do it, like kind of jumping into them. I very rarely ever play through games in their entirety again. You know, there's exceptions like A Link to the Past and, you know, Super Mario Brothers. Just, I don't know. There's something about replaying those games. But, like, replaying, like, a really scary game, like, I don't know. I just, I don't ever do it. Yeah, again, I I don't like horror stuff. So this time of year is really no different for me. 
I can't eat like I get two levels into Splatterhouse now, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, no, yeah I, it's not that good. Yeah, but like even Resident you Evil know, Two or something like that that I love, like I, I just can't just keep going back to it. I guess. Do you know that that Xbox 360 game goes for a lot of money now? Well, I mean, it was a really rare game, even though it wasn't very good. Yeah. Like, you collecting naked pictures of your girlfriend is still the weirdest thing in a video game to me. Splatterhouse is weird. That game is a fucked so, up game. Splatterhouse is kind of a fucked up game. <laughs> yeah, it all of It fits into the canon well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't have any sort of... I feel like Christmas is more of a time where I go and revisit stuff. That's because there's no like, games sh- coming out that week. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that too. But I mean, like, I don't know. I, I, I tie more to Christmas time than I do um, Halloween. So I mean, my my entire gaming life is revisiting old stuff. So <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I pretty much do that all year round. Uh, to his second question, I don't remember any other games being like released as a demo, but never actually coming out outside of PT. Uh, yeah, I don't remember that either. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are things that made it onto like an OPM demo disc or something. Oh yeah, I'm confident. Yeah, I'm confident I mean, there's at some point there were so many demos out there in the world at one point. You know what I mean? Yeah, there had to be something that didn't make it to final. So that's I'm a. Sure. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Anthony. I'm, I'm sure there's somebody that has a list of games that have only ever been released as demos. And we're um, talking about public demos, not like. No, no. I mean, I mean public demos. Like stuff gets out. Like, um. It, it, I mean, I've played this, like I've played fucking the Dreamcast Castlevania. Just, I've seen demos of StarCraft Ghost. You know, like. I've seen games that never made it too far. Yeah, like that's the thing too. Like um I think I think more importantly is like stuff that um like nothing's going to uh, get the um you're not going to be like able to pull them off because nothing's going to be as big as PT. But no. uh, I'm sure someone has a list of like hey, this was never released and on a demo disc. But then you have to also realize like some stuff just doesn't ever make it over to North America, but got released in, like, Europe and stuff, too. So it's like, you know, does that count? I guess, kind of, but the game did get released. The Home Alone game for PlayStation 2. Oh, God, the Fievel Goes West game for PlayStation 2. The Back to the Future was... 2 game for Super Nintendo. There was Nintendo. supposed to be a Fievel Goes West game on the PlayStation no, 2? No, no, no. Wow. There is a Fievel Goes West game. <laughs> Oh no, not Five Goes West. Okay. Sorry, I was going to say, one. just a, uh, the Amer- an American Tale. An, uh, yes, I believe so. Um, give me a second. An American Tale, yeah. Five Goes West video game. Uh, no, that's oh. the and yeah. Sorry, yeah. it is. It's American Tale. Yeah. Okay. It's well, a I was PS2 say, game. American Tale. Five Goes West is the sequel to right. American Tale. I. Anyways, yeah, American Tale has a PS2 game. It's fucking terrible. Well, but it's I only released it, in Europe. And like so, th- twenty years after that game came out. Yeah, this is the same movie, studio. I mean. It's the same company that put out a bunch of like shit, like um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop on PS2. Oh lord. Yeah. 
it's the same company that did all those shit and it's anyways but yeah like there's stuff like that though where it's like if it gets a demo over here but never gets released do we count that like i don't know yeah, Anyways, I, I cut you off, Ryan. I've, I, you were going to say something. I hope you well, remember. I, I, I cut you off first. So, um, no, I was just going to say, I think, so another good topic, since that one's kind of short, since we don't really know of anything, uh, is best demo of all time. Metal Gear or at Solid least most 2. memorable demo. Okay. Entry. I, I know this is a weird one, but it's probably the one that stuck with me the most. Mirror's Edge. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Because how do you sell that game to someone when it's so different other than having people play it? And it's the first level, and it's super different, and it looked like nothing else, and I played that demo a fuck ton. (laughs) I couldn't tell you how many times I played the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. Yep. Way too many times. I'm going to say, so uh, oddly enough, uh, since we talked about it earlier, the Strife demo was very good, uh, especially when I was poor. Um, And uh, (laughs) silly as it sounds, Croc is a memorable demo for me. And uh, Blasto, another memorable demo for me. Interesting. A lot of those PlayStation Magazine demos were like really good. Somebody, uh, I found a, I actually found a thread from a site I won't fucking mention because I hate them. Um, but uh, somebody you said NBA Elite. Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> um, yeah. but uh, thinking Speaking of, of which, um, Resetera just got sold, by the way. And yeah. yeah, we talked about, about that last $4 million. Week. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's crazy. If I didn't um, know Mediocrity was worth $4 million, I'd have sold this podcast a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have members, so the data's not worth anything. I guess. Um, exactly. There, yeah, like, they're still naming stuff that's, like, stuff that people saw but never really counts. I have one that sort of counts as something that was publicly released as a demo. Yeah, and then count here. It, you, it has to be something that you were able to play. Because there's there's stuff that was, like, you know, press only like Mega Man Legends three. Only one person's ever played that, um, no, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I know. That's the reason why I bought a 3DS, man. <laughs> I loved those first two Mega Man Legends games so much. It still makes me mad that we never got that game. Um, but uh, you know, people are kind of naming stuff, and I'm like, eh, I don't really think that fits because some of them are games that were cancelled after release you know like please destroy all copies like um one of the NBA games um and then from EA and then uh um what was the uh Samurai game um Afro Samurai 2 that was cancelled after release and stuff and like that's a very different situation but I do have one of a demo that is so different from the final game that I would argue is not the same game and uh it's of uh tonic trouble i remember because that game. tonic tonic trouble plays like rayman 2 however at one point Rayman, like ubisoft was so 
like so certain that like a game with that style of control wouldn't work. So they were asking the the team that was making it to use tank controls. So picture platforming with tank controls, good times. Um, and sounds like platforming in Tomb Raider. Well, <laughs> that's how they that's how they ended up doing platforming in um uh rascal on ps1 oh that game sucked well so uh <laughs> to sidetrack for a second uh the dev um the guy that started uh traveler's tales uh john burton yeah. put up a video of him playing his original build of it it's not complete it doesn't use tank controls he's like they made me put in tank controls that's such a weird like thing to add business businessmen that don't play video games don't understand but they're like well these games are popular and this is the control style that they have so do that yeah no. so so anyways going back to my point like with rayman 2 tonic trouble was originally built with tank controls and that demo got released but it was by accident i'm pretty sure like earlier builds have made it out officially like um you know the the demo that comes on like a Rayman 2 PC disc uh, has, I think, the original version of Tonic Trouble with the tank controls. And it's actually a completely different like level setup and stuff, too. It's super weird that like that accidentally made it out because I don't think it was intentional. But it's a very different game, especially with like the tank controls, but also the level setup is different. So I'd say that's kind of like a game that never got released because they went back and fixed it and changed everything. Hmm. Pretty good example. Yeah, it is interesting thinking about this. And like you said, there's probably a big list of them out there and I just can't think of any. Alright, uh, I did get the Twitter working, but that was literally the only tweets. I don't know what's going on with the internet right now. It's really weird. Um, my Discord is fine. So, that's the important thing. That is all that I have for this week. Uh, Let's close that. Uh, If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at M4G Podcast. If you want to send us emails, it's podcasts at ztgd.com. You can follow... Dot com. You can follow me on Twitter at ztgd, Anthony at Complacent Robot, and Ryan at WombatRP. Uh, Phoenix Down, rock and roll in the Diablo 2 sometime. They didn't have one on Friday. I'm assuming they'll be back this week. Uh, it's Drew's birthday, so go wish him a happy birthday on Twitter, although by the time you hear this, it will be late. Don't Google Booboo Hentai. Um. Correct. Um. And I think that's all I got. So unless anybody has anything else, we'll get out of here for now. Peace. Titan, Titan AE on PS1. Oh, God I knew there was one more. That was that was another one that the demo is the only thing that exists. Good movie. Don't know about the game. What was so. it again? Titan, Titan AE. AE. Oh, remember that movie? I do. Back in the days of um, Iron Giant, Fern Gully. That's um. Back. Isn't that like uh, what's his name's last movie? Uh, Dragon's Lair guy. John Bluth. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like Don Bluth's last movie. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Damn. Way to end it on a sad note. Thanks, Anthony. 
You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Peace, bitches. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.